Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Back at it once again, taking a look at the Giants versus Eagles coming up very shortly tomorrow afternoon. Now, this Eagles team is potent. They are dangerous. They are very, very, very good. And on paper, they are much better than the Giants, and it's not even a conversation. Now, anyone can win in the NFL. Anybody can emerge victorious. But at the end of the day, uh, this is going to be a tough one. So we want to take a look at some keys, some Big variables, big factors into how the Giants can win this game or at least remain competitive. It's going to be easier said than done, um, obviously. But, you know, right now, Saquon Barkley is listed questionable. Leonard Williams has a neck injury. So you don't obviously have Remy McKinney or Dory Jackson. We're completely shredded at multiple positions. You know, we just learned that Aaron Robinson has a partially torn ACL and torn MCL that he sustained, I think, week four. Um, so, you know, this team is just battling injury across the board without Wandale, without Sterling Shepard. Uh, who do you rely on? I think Isaiah Hodgins has to step up big. You know, Darius Slay have a big game going up against old friend James Bradbury. Um, obviously, Darius Slay, some really, really, really talented players on the Eagles team. And we're, everyone's going to have to have the best, their best game of the season to beat this squad. Now, the Commanders managed to knock off the Eagles, so obviously it's, it's, it can be done. Um, we are capable of doing it, but it's going to take everybody. It's going to take a, a team after they're going to have to really mitigate the strengths of the Eagles, and that is pretty much everything. So, Anthony, before we dive into how the Giants can remain competitive and maybe sneak out a win in this one, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this game because if the Giants are to win it, it'll be a huge upset. But really, it's an uphill battle for the Giants. I mean, Philadelphia is 10-1. and It's kind of hard to find a clear-cut weakness for this team. They're really good this season, and that really pains me to say. There's nothing I hate more on this planet than the Philadelphia Eagles and their fans. Like You can take Dallas. You can take Washington. No, Philly. I hate Philly. All I really want for Christmas is for the Giants to beat Philly twice this year. That's what I want, getting into the holiday spirit. But this game, again, uphill battle. They're hosting, so hopefully the Giants, you know, if ever all the fans going to MetLife can get real rowdy, that might be a plus. But Philadelphia is the better team on paper. They have been all year. They're 10-1. and one. Losing does not happen to them frequently. And the Giants, unfortunately, in a little bit of a funk here in the tough portion of their schedule. But they're getting a little bit healthier, and they did start to play a little bit better last week. They blew that game against Washington, but they didn't lose. They, they found a way to go, come out with a tie, and hopefully going into this game, the Giants can figure out the ways to break down the Eagles. And I think that when you look at some of these matchups here, when you we're looking at a few of them in particular for the Giants defensively, Wink Martindale needs to be on his A game. Otherwise, the Giants don't even stand a chance in my eyes. If the defense isn't playing up to the par that Wink Martindale has set for them throughout the year, it's going to be a long one. But I'm hopeful, man. I'm not going to give up hope going into this game. I think that the Giants still have a chance to win it. They're not even that big of underdogs according to the line. I think it's only minus seven, which really isn't that bad. A lot of people thought it would be larger than that, but the Giants, I think they're going to at least keep it close going into this game, and I think that they do have a chance to potentially squeak out a divisional win. Yeah, I mean, look, they barely beat the Colts three weeks ago, 17-16. Now, back-to-back games that they've had against Packers and Titans, they've scored 35-plus points, right? They scored 40 against the Packers, gave up 33. We don't have Aaron Rodgers, big difference there. And then they scored 35-10 against the Titans, who we have beaten the Titans, so at least we know, you know, we beat the Titans – uh, but then again, they smashed the Titans. And Titans have been a lot better towards the, 
this second half of the year. So, you know, you're looking at a, an offense that, you know, the Giants have malnourished. And how many points do you think we have to score against uh, this Eagles team to even remain competitive? At, in my opinion, with the state of our defense right now, I'm looking at 30 points. We got to score at least 30 points to win this game. We're not winning this game 17-14. We're not winning this game 24-17, 24-21. We score 30 points because they will rack up the score on us. They will they will just completely dominate, and they have the supporting cast to do so, guys. We, I mean, if you it, just reflect on last week against the Commanders. We had Zion Gilbert out there, practice squad cornerback, uh, Gives up the last touchdown. They completely picked on on the entire last drive. He was just elevated from the practice squad to the active roster. Why? We have nobody freaking else. So we have nobody else. We have A. Brown, Devonta Smith. We don't have Xavier McKinney or Adoree Jackson. Um, they got Dallas. I think Dallas Goddard might be injured. I don't exactly know what's going on with him. They also have Watkins. They have some really, really talented receivers. We do not match up on paper. So what do we have to do? The first key here, in my opinion, is it's got to stop Jalen Hurts on the run. Right. Jalen Hurts on the run is what demoralizes your team, because if you if you take away the passing opportunities, you take away AJ Brown, take away Devonta Smith, take away all these talented receivers, which is incredibly difficult to do. You cannot let Jalen Hurts beat you on a second effort with his legs, picking up first downs, running for touchdowns. That is what he does best. That demoralizes a defense that make that tires out a defense. That one guy, Jalen Hurts, can make four, five, six guys chase after him and just gas the entire team. So it's like, this is a this is a scenario where you have to be spying on him with a very athletic player. We don't have athletic linebackers. Micah McFadden, he's decent, not that athletic. He's a rookie after all. Jalen Smith, you know, he's, I mean, he's okay. He's decent. He's serviceable. He's not above average. He's not a crazy athlete. Um, I don't exactly know who they're going to use to spy on Jalen Hurts, but in my opinion, that second effort that demoralizes your defense, gases your defense, you have to mitigate that. And you gotta you gotta maintain Jalen Hurts. You gotta keep him in the pocket. You cannot let him get outside the get out some hashes. You gotta keep him in the pocket. Force him to throw from the pocket. He's been really really good this year in all facets. Um, but at the very least, you can condense that pocket. Dexter Lawrence, uh, Leonard Williams, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Zizo July. They gotta just condense that, compress it, have a spy, make sure he doesn't get out of there. Um, and that's the only way to really mitigate Jalen Hurts because he'll beat you with his legs. So you know when you're when you're looking at Jalen Hurts and all the things he's capable of doing, how important is it to limit him on the ground? I mean, it's really important. I think this is where the Giants are really going to feel the absence of Xavier McKinney more than they have all year long. Him being absent for, for this game in particular is huge because you asked the question, who's going to be the spy for Jalen Hurts? Well, I would say that it would be Julian Love. He's been a great spy against mobile quarterbacks in the past, but you don't have Xavier McKinney to, to, to defend the back end of your defense uh, with Julian Love playing that spy position. So it would really be one or the other between those two guys. And with one of them out of the lineup, that complicates things. That makes things really difficult because do you trust Tony Jefferson or if the Giants elevate Landon Collins from the practice squad, do you, you trust those guys to be the spy? No. And I don't. I think they even forewent for the option to even bring Landon Collins up once again this week. I don't even think he's going to see the field again this year. So the Giants are kind of running out of options here with so many injuries in the secondary. And you also have to keep in mind that if you start moving guys around, you're still feeling the absence of a Dory Jackson as well. So you can't make too many changes at the cornerback position. You can't make too many changes at the safety position. There's really not a whole lot of room 
uh, to move here as the, as the Giants prepare for this game against Philly. And Jalen Hurts, man, we, we've talked a lot about Daniel Jones being electric with his legs this year. Daniel Jones on the season, four rushing touchdowns, over 500 yards. And then you look at Philly with Jalen Hurts, nine rushing touchdowns, over 600 yards. The guy is running all over defenses. And how do you really stop him? Well, again, I don't know if the Giants necessarily have the ability to with Xavier McKinney out of the lineup, but that's where you rely on a veteran, phenomenal defensive coordinator like Wink Martindale to get the job done. We have seen Wink Martindale pull a rabbit out of the hat before, whether that be during his time in Baltimore or a couple times this season with the New York Giants as their defensive coordinator. So this is really going to come down to can the Giants slow down Jalen Hurts, and it's not going to come down to a specific player. I mean, you can throw out some names in there from the linebackers, whether you want to rely on Tate Crowder, which you probably don't, or you want to give Micah McFadden that full workload and rely on him to be the spy. I'm not really sure, but I think that it's going to come down to creativity from the defensive coordinator in Wink Martindale. He's going to have a lot of QB contains out there to make sure that Jalen Hurts is not breaking the pocket from the outside. So expect to see, hopefully, a hard edge set from Ward, from Thibodeau, and from Ojolari. And then you really need to rely on those interior pass rushers to get the job done. Dexter Lawrence needs to go out there and have a great game. Try to flush Jalen Hurts out of the pocket, through the sides, and into the laps of Ojolari and Thibodeau. That's kind of the game plan there. But when they have those designed quarterback runs for Hurts, that's where things get tricky. And again, that's where you're really missing that presence in the secondary from Xavier McKinney, a guy who had an interception against Hurts last year when the Giants got that win over Philadelphia. So again, McKinney being out of the lineup is a huge deal for the Giants this week. They're really going to feel that absence. But thank God he finally got the pins out of his hand. So that final game of the season against Philly, he should be back for that one. But at the end of the day, it comes down to Wink Martindale. How is he able to scheme this defense together to try to contain Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, guys, this is a different version of Jalen Hurts than what we saw last year. You recall interceptions, the you know, kind of miscommunications, the lack of uh, vision on the field. This is a different person. This is a totally different player. We are seeing their offensive line is elite. Their receiving core is elite. Their supporting cast is elite. Jalen Hurts is rising to the occasion. I mean, he went from a 61.3% completion rate last year to a 68.1 completion rate. So you're looking at a 7% increase in completion percentage he almost has already evened out his his total uh, yards through the air um you know almost almost has 3,000 yards he's gonna get there he needs 60 yards to break 3k um and the guy has 20 touchdowns and three interceptions through the air this season and plus the nine on the ground that you mentioned before he is absolutely on fire this is a player that's playing at the top of this game he has all the weapons he needs to destroy this Giants team if not any team in the NFL so uh you know what is it going to take you mentioned it it's going to take a magisterial uh, type of production, type game, performance from everybody. Every single player is going to have to be on 100%. Zion Gilbert, you cannot afford to get to destroy an entire drive. You know, Micah McFadden, you can't desert, you can't, ex we can't, you know, survive any missed tackles. Tay Crowder, I don't even want to see him on the field. Jalen, he's got to be everywhere on that field. Kayvon Thibodeau, you want to show us what you got? You want to prove all the, the, the naysayers wrong? There's a lot of them right now. I tweeted out the other day. You know, do people actually not like Thibodeau right now? And a lot of people seem to not think he's having a good season. Have a couple sacks. You know, put those on the board. Showcase what you're capable of. It's a very, very talented Eagles team. Aziz Ojolari coming off a really good first game back from injury. Got to mount on that. Got to keep compounding that success and that production. Dex Florence, you want to show your case? Show showcase that you're an All-Pro level player. Got to collapse that pocket quickly. Got to dominate in the trenches. And then of course, Leonard Williams. He has the neck injury, but he expects to play. So. We're looking at a good scenario on the defensive line, entirely healthy. But that leads me to my second key is you got to pressure Hurts quickly to force 
quick decisions, right? Talking about those receivers, very, very talented. If you give him time in the pocket, he will beat you. He is that good now. He is playing that well, essentially. You know, he's very good with his arm. You give him time, he's going to beat you like any other quarterback would. But he's really, really good throwing the ball downfield nowadays. A.J. Brown, you know, they're really steaming up some great uh, route concepts for these guys to get open. Devonta Smith, as we know, one of the better route runners in the league. Really good hands. Incredible wingspan. How do you match up against him? Fabian Rowe? I don't trust that matchup at all. You know what I mean? Nick McLeod, I don't trust that matchup at all either. So you really just have to get to Jalen Hurts extremely fast. Kayvon Thibodeau, these are Ojolari, Glenn Williams, Dexter Lawrence. Those four guys have to put immediate pressure on Jalen Hurts, force him to make tough decisions, and maybe we can turn the ball over once or twice. Maybe we can get lucky. And by the way, if we, have, if we do end up turning the ball over, we have to score instantly. We cannot squander any ripe opportunities to put points on the board no field goals no red zone turnovers if we have an opportunity to score we gotta convert because otherwise they are going to beat us in the long run and they're going to throw that right back in our face so anthony how important is the pressure the blitz packages the uh you know quarterback hits the hurries the sacks how important is it in this game for guys like thibodeau and ojalari Dex lawrence and leah I mean, it's it's hugely important because take a look at Philadelphia's offensive line. It is the best in football right now. They are playing at such a high level. And for the New York Giants, you have to get pressure on Jalen Hurts if you want to win this game. I said it. You got to pressure him through the interior, flush him to the outside, and that's where you have the QB contains waiting for him. And you're going to see Wink Martindale do a lot of creative things, whether you see Julian Love come in on a safety blitz or you see Zion Gilbert, of all people, come in on a, on a cornerback blitz. You're going to see a lot of crazy blitz packages out of Wink Martindale to try to disrupt Jalen Hurts and throw him off his game because really the only – player who's going to beat the Eagles single-handedly is probably going to be an Eagles player himself, and that's quarterback Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts has a bad game, he can beat himself up. He can cause his team the game, and that's really on the defense and on Wink Martindale to disrupt him and make him beat himself, make the Eagles beat themselves the same way that the Giants have beat themselves in recent weeks because we've seen that time and time again uh, this year over the last five weeks or so. But with Jalen Hurts, you know that he can get out of the pocket. So you got to play those QB contains, but you got to pressure him and you got to do it through the interior. We know how phenomenal Dexter Lawrence has been all season long. He's really been the staple of this defense. He's already set career highs this season in, in pressures, in sacks, in tackles for loss. Like he's he's pretty much just breaking all of his own personal records. And the season's not even done. He's still got many weeks left to play. So it's been a, a phenomenal performance out of Dexter Lawrence this year. He is in route to an all pro selection. Hopefully, I really think that he'll be on an all pro team and he totally deserves it. And when you look at Philadelphia, if there is a weakness on that offensive line, it's in the interior. Jason Kelsey, not what he once was like. He's a good player still, but he's not who he used to be. And he does get beat at times. And there are times where you'll see uh, Philadelphia give up some sacks through the interior and maybe allow some pressure to get through. But at the end of the day, in reality, there's going to be a really tough battle on the outside between the Giants edge rushers and Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson has only allowed seven pressures across 437 pass blocking snaps this season. He's been an absolute phenom of, of a right tackle for Philadelphia this year. And when you're talking about Thibodeau and Ojolari going out there and hopefully making some plays, those plays are going to be few and far between. They need to execute. If they have an opportunity to get in the backfield, capitalize on it. Get to Jalen Hurts. Beat Lane Johnson whenever you can. And then on the other side of the offensive line at left tackle, Jordan Malata, he's been great as well. But those guys on the interior, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, those are the ones that you can possibly beat here if you're the Giants. So you're going to be relying on some some 
probably some stunts packages, you know, some stunts, some twists from the offense from the defensive line rather, and some uh, blitzes from the inside linebackers. But you're really relying on Dexter Lawrence because if you want Thibodeau and Ojolari to be a factor in this game, those edge rushers to make an impact, it's going to happen because they're playing that contain right and the pocket is getting flush and they're pretty much just getting clean up sacks because, again, those offensive tackles for Philly are the best. That's probably the best combo in the NFL right now. And Lane Johnson is a tremendous player that the Giants are going to have a tough time beating. So I'm really looking at Dexter Lawrence to make the impact in this game disrupt the interior of the pocket and hopefully that opens things up for those guys like Thibodeau and Ojolari to get some clutch sacks down the stretch yeah I mean they need to and it's not even down the stretch it's throughout the whole game they need to they need to start from first quarter to fourth quarter dominating there cannot be a three-quarter pit there where Aziz and Kayvon Thibodeau disappear and they show up in the fourth quarter it's got to be a full game 100% effort and they're dominating so Third key here is offensive. Now, of course, the offense is, is like I said before, malnourished. They are weak at pretty much every position except left tackle. And, yeah, this is the kind of situation where, like, how do you put 30 points on the board? How do you even put 20 points on the board against a defense as good as the Eagles? So, uh, in my opinion, the, the number one thing the Giants can do to help themselves remain competitive in this game is maintain the possession of the football, right? Keep the Eagles away from the football. If you if they do not have the ball, they cannot score. You know, long, consistent drive. Now, that's easier said than done, but finding ways to move the chains. If Saquon Barkley is playing, he's got to be consistent. He's got to get some first downs. He's got to be on his game. Um, you know, of course, Isaiah Hodgins, as I mentioned, Darius Slayton, DJ has got to move with his legs. These guys have to pick up, and Daniel uh, Bellinger's back, obviously, so you have him as an asset. You've got to move the chains. Even if it's slowly, you don't have to hit one or two throws on the field and all those are great obviously if you're gonna put points on the board but moving the chains keeping the football keeping possession resting your defense the problem with the giants is that their defense on the field for so freaking long and so often that they get gassed by the, the time the second half comes around you know they they do their best in the first half they're completely gassed out of energy and then that's when teams just start to rack up the points so in my opinion long drives maintain that offense maintain that football and can get to rest and hopefully keep you in the game, make some big plays, um, and and at least be competitive, right? The offense, it's tough. Like the really only playmakers you have is if Saquon's injured, can we really rely on him to be your every day, like you know, your your every game just bell cow workhorse? Can he churn out 25, 30 carries a game, even 20 carries a game, and take consistent hits and churn, you know, churn out extra yards and, and push for first downs? And right now, I don't think he can. He's injured. You know, what, what do you expect from him? He's injured. So it's like, I don't really anticipate him being able to do that, uh, which really hurts our capabilities to win games. Uh, but the uh, the passing game has got to wake up, man. I mean, the Giants don't run a lot of true pass sets. They do a little bootleg. Teams are catching on. Teams know how to stop it now. Uh, but they got they got to do something. I don't know what it's going to be <laughs> because we've kind of seen it all. We've seen the limitations of this offense. Someone's got to step up. Slayton, Hodgins, Daniel Bellinger. This could be a big game for the tight ends. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But, Anthony, how important is it to keep the football in the offense's hands, defense off the field so they can rest? And how do you think they can get that done? Well, I think it's probably the way that the Giants win this game is if they're able to maintain possession. And that really starts with getting a lead early. So that first drive scripted by Mike Kafka needs to score points. That's how I feel. The Giants are going to want to get the ball first in my eyes. This would be my game plan just personally. Giants, you receive that ball first. If you win the toss, you go out there. Mike Kafka, get deep in your bag, script together a perfect drive. Daniel Jones, go out there, execute, get the ball in the end zone, play with the lead. 
the Giants are playing from behind to start this game, they're they're toast in my eyes. They need to play with the lead here, and they haven't been good with pl- at playing with the lead in recent weeks. We saw that against Washington; they had a sizable lead, they blew it. They had a lead against Dallas, they blew it. But the Giants need to start learning to how to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Basically, they need to stop pulling the Plaxico, and they need to go out there and pull the Eli Manning and lead teams to game-winning drives. They need to win these games and close on these games that they create these big leads in. And I think that's the key here. You get that lead in the first quarter and you build on it if you're the New York Giants and how you do that I mean you mentioned that Saquon Barkley you run the offense through him but he's injured so what are you going to do there well you got to rely on Daniel Jones sooner or later the Giants are going to have to say Daniel we trust you we believe in you go sling that ball downfield because we haven't seen it yet we started to see it in the fourth quarter of last week's game it didn't work out but if the Giants want to start winning games and make it to the playoffs and actually make some noise in the playoffs, they need to let their quarterback get to work because Daniel Jones hasn't even had the opportunities to go out there and be a playmaker. I feel like the Giants have really limited their playbook. They haven't allowed Daniel Jones to really get active. They've kind of given him some plays here and there, but they're not running the offense through Daniel Jones the way that you would expect them to if they really believe that they had a franchise quarterback. So it's time to just put all the faith, all the trust into Daniel Jones, put all the chips into the center of the table, say, Daniel Jones, these are yours. You know, go for it. Like, just go for it, man. Sling the ball downfield or run the ball yourself. Do what you have to do and run that offense and try to win this game. But easier said than done going against this Philadelphia defensive line featuring Hargrave, Javon Hargrave, who has 43 pressures this season, considering the Giants have one of the worst interior offensive lines in the NFL. That's a problem. So you mentioned true passing sets. I don't expect to see them. You're not going to see them this week. You are going to see those bootlegs that Daniel Jones has been really successful with. You've seen him roll out of the pocket and make plays. They're going to have to do some rollouts, some play action rollouts, some bootlegs. They're going to have to do a lot of play action in this game because if you are just letting the interior of the Giants offensive line line up against Philadelphia's defensive line, just go head to head you're kind of screwed. So I'm expecting there to be minimal true passing sets, but whatever they do, man, they need to start letting Daniel Jones throw the ball with Saquon Barkley hobbled this week. He's been taking a beating all season long. He's been taking carry after carry after carry and carrying the Giants on his back. And this week with a little bit of an injury attached to him, they just need to let Daniel Jones go out there and dime. Danny Dimes needs to be in full effect. Darius Slayton needs to catch the freaking ball when it's thrown to him. Isaiah Hodgins needs to keep building on a good performance that he had last week. And the Giants can hopefully go out there and sneak away with a win, an upset victory. But again, got to play with the lead and you got to play smart. The Giants won those games to start the season because they were A, aggressive. We saw Brian Day will be really aggressive. I want to bring that aggression back, run the offense through Daniel Jones. And B, they were able to play with the lead and not shoot themselves in the foot. Keep the turnovers at an absolute minimum. No Daniel Jones interceptions, no fumbles, and let the defense at least just make one or two stops here. If the offense can capitalize and play possession, that's the formula for winning. We've seen the Giants win games exactly like that before. It's the only way that they've won this season, really. So that's what they got to do. You got to get that lead early. You got to hold on to it, and you got to win the football game. Yeah, I mean, look, playing conservative is a losing strategy against teams like the Eagles, right? If you play conservative, if you don't take the opportunities, don't take the necessary chances, they will turn around and score right on you, and you're going to be like, well, damn it, we should have went for it. You know, the, our defense, are they're not we're not good enough to go and play a conservative game. We can't sit there, park the bus, and just play defense. You know, we can't play defense until we have the last opportunity. We have to be aggressive. We have to score in big moments. We If it's fourth down and two, and we're at the 50-yard line, and, you know, it's the third quarter and we're down a possession, down two possessions. 
we got to be aggressive. You can't put the ball there. You got to go. You got to go for it. And even if it's the first, if it's the first drive of the game and you're on their 45 yard line and it's fourth and two, you got to go for it. Put points on the board. Otherwise, they are, if we play conservative, we punt that ball, they are going to score on us and they are going to rub it in our face. And we're going to be sitting there very angry at the end of the day. So as you said, aggressiveness ultimately is what won us games early in the season. Aggressiveness is going to keep us in games late in the season. So I think that's the definitely a good point and something we have to consider. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives, opinions below in the YouTube comment section. How can we beat the Eagles? Is it possible? Your thoughts, any perspectives or any opinions um, regarding the keys that we mentioned, any additional keys you have in mind? Always happy to hear your thoughts as always. Make sure to like and subscribe. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. 